Welcome to Magic Monday, where I explore all things magical, mystical, and metaphysical. I'm Jessica Dewberry, psychic and visionary of Miss J. Do Intuitive. Thank you for joining. Hi, you guys, and welcome back for another episode of Magic Monday. So I am just really excited this week, and I first want to open up the show with talking about, you know, the difference between, of course, there's a difference between action and, um, you know, when, you, when you're ready to actually take action versus taking action too soon. And I'm just going to use my own life as an example. So I have been claiming Portland, Oregon. You know, it has been in my vibration now for quite some time. Um, but I was really careful to to not, you know, um, I guess, create a life here or to jump too soon in creating a life here um, before before it felt like, you know, I was absolutely ready. In part because, you know, there, there was a little fear and trepidation around me um, relocating again um, because I've done it quite a few times, you know, and sometimes it's been great and sometimes not so great. Um, so again, just really wanted to take my time doing this. And so this past week, though, you know, that energetic sort of um, thing that was happening with me, you know, I was aligned with it, feeling it, claiming it for a while. And I finally, you know, said, okay, um, I'm ready. It's time. And so I came up here and everything has just been falling into place so just so magically, really. Uh, and I use that word, you know, and you can use that word even if you know how it's done, right? And so with that, you know, what I mean is I wake up every morning and I've got that clear to-do list. I don't have to think about it. It's just instinctual. You know, I, I know what to do to to um, create the life, I guess, that I, that I really want. You, I know logistically what needs to happen. I know who needs to be called. I know you know, what I need next, the next step that I need to take. And that is something that I have learned very clearly, but through experience, you know, that there is a difference, right? There is a different feeling when I take action too soon versus when I take it just at the right time, you know, like when, you know, right on time. Um, and that action being taken too soon always feels a little more stressful, Feels like I'm not quite sure of what to do. Feels like I'm still spinning my wheels trying to figure it out. Feels like, you know, I still need some clarity about something. Whereas taking action at the right time when things are really aligned feels almost like playing catch up. <laughs> like, um, like, oh, I've got this list of things to do, you know, oh, I better get on it. And I just go and go and go until that list is exhausted. But again, it's never me. Um sort of, you know, in a heady way, creating that list. It almost, it's just like the list is there and I know what to do and I do it very naturally and instinctually. So just a little something that I wanted to share with you all because, you know, life is, um, is interesting. And especially for a person, a person like myself who calls herself a visionary, you know, I've always got a foot in, in the future somewhere. And it can be <laughs> it can be good at times because I've got some insights, um, you know, that I share, got some insights and some beats on things. But also it can be um, a hindrance if I allow it to be, because, 
you know, again, just taking that action too soon, right? It's, um, it's almost like putting together, you know, just really, really working on being, um, staying in the present, staying in the moment without always trying to create um, what it is that I receive as a vision. So I don't have to do that. Um, I'm at the point where I can really discern between um, receiving a vision versus me trying to create it. And that's another thing um, that has become really important, you know, to that, to that not taking action too soon. So when a vision is received or an image of something that will possibly be, you know, something that, that plays out in the future, just receive it. I don't have to, I have learned through experience that I don't have to take action on it immediately. You know, um, I need to just wait, wait until the impulse is so strong to where there's nothing else that I can do, but take action. That is the time for action. So again, just wanted to share that with you all because I'm loving how it unfolds so naturally and so, so easily. And it feels really good. It feels good to be here in Portland for sure. Okay, so because the show went over last week a bit and it was a fantastic show, and in case you missed it, I had um, I had a conversation with three other intuitives alongside myself, and we really just discussed in depth, you know, what it is we do, how it is we do what we do, how our readings and sessions with our clients have changed and evolved over time. And there is just so much to talk about whenever you get you know, into a conversation with other intuitives, my goodness. So again, that show, you know, went over a bit and I didn't get to my announcements. So I really want to get to them now and I'll start off the show, you know, I'll, I'll go into the announcements now, but you can also access that, um, that show in the archives on my show page. Um, in case you missed it, it was a really great one. Um, and those, other intuitives. I mean, they have such, well, you know, we all bring to the table very unique abilities, um, very, you know, very divinely guided abilities, really uh, divinely developed abilities. Um, and so that's definitely something to check out. I don't feel like it's a coincidence at all that we are all, you know, together in this time space, um, putting forward, you know, our, our gifts to the world the way that we are. And it's just um, so empowering, really, to see that playing out in all of these different um, spaces. And, um, you know, places that I that I frequent, you know, that I visit. I mean, I'm meeting more and more people who are just kind of coming out of the closet with their gifts, um, are stepping onto their path of awakening, um, with confidence and some not so, you know, without much confidence, but they're doing it anyway. And it's an admirable thing. I mean, this is no, no sort of easy path, you know, um, the spiritual path of awakening. It can be a rocky freaking road and you can really feel alone at times. And so for people to, to, to want to do that, right, because there's also there's this, you know, OK, there's the idea of free will. And sometimes it doesn't feel like we have free will, you know, in these in these cases when we are when we are awakening. Um, there seems to always be like um, certain experiences that happen that sort of bring us to that place. Um, but we still always have we have a choice. Um, and we can choose to not 
you know, develop our gifts further, our intuitive gifts, our um, ideas, you know, whatever it is that we are being called to to put out there. Um, we can choose not to, but um, for so many to be choosing to to develop those ideas, to develop their gifts. I mean, it's really a remarkable um, thing to be a part of. You know, I just I just met a man here in Portland actually um, a few days ago, and he was he's doing the same thing. You know, as we all are, like awakening to our gifts, getting deeper into our abilities, uh, our intuitive gifts, and you know, just the ideas that we're that we're putting out. And he was so. Um, just so, you know, energetic and <laughs> so full of life, you know, talking to me about this idea that he has. And I could just feel it, you know, it, it really came down to this idea, just um, how, how all things are in everything. So kind of, kind of like, and I think I touched upon it a while ago, but I'll just use that example of um, how I was talking uh, a while ago with this one man who is an astrologer and he was saying like, we are our own universes sort of walking around. And he um, gave this talk where he was saying how the different chakra systems connect and correlate to the different planets. So we've got our own solar system, you know, right here within our bodies. And that's the concept that this, this other man in a different way, you know, um, was really, um, excited to share with the world. It wasn't so much about um, about us, you know, about the body or how we are our own universe, but how the universe is in everything. These these universal, um, um, how do I explain it? Like just um, these basic, elemental, fundamental, universal truths are in everything, even in the systems that we create. And it's almost like tapping into latent. Latent talents, latent potential is the term or the phrase that he used, you know, so if we are able to do that in the systems that we create, even technology, for example, like how much, how much um, more improved and um, more intuitive and more natural would that feel, you know, so really just phenomenal stuff happening in the world. But okay, to the announcement. So um, first, during any Magic Monday, you are always welcome to call in, you know, so if you'd like to share your insights on any topic I'm discussing, please call in. The information is on my show page and I encourage, encourage you to use it. I want to hear, I want to hear, you know, hear from you. Um, I want to, to connect with you. That is the point of me doing this show, right? Not only to like have this platform for for my voice and for my truth, but to act, but to share that platform and that space with you also. Um, secondly, every third Monday of the month, I'm opening up the lines to those who'd like a totally free live mini psychic reading on the air. So for this month, that date is scheduled for February 19th. And for these readings, you don't need to give me any information other than your first name. That is all I need to tune in to your energy. And this way, um, no one is listening or no one listening will know any details such as your birth date, such as your last name or, you know, where you live. Right. Um, but they will learn about you in other ways. So you have to be prepared for that. You know, and on these calls, I also ask that you uh, don't ask me to tune into other people's energy to tell you about their life or about what they're thinking or feeling. Right. Unless they are under 
18 years of age and are, well, you know, your own children. And I say that because I feel like there, there's just a level of um, integrity I like to maintain as a psychic. And um, I really feel that there is, you know, I'm just not 100% comfortable with tuning in to other people's energies um, that are not on the call. Um, if there is something that you'd like to know about someone or feel that they could benefit from a from from a reading, then just bring them on the call with you. We can all just, um, you know, I can tune into that energy and discuss it with you all then. Um, also, the, I will be a couple places around Portland this week. So one is the Portland Intuitive Fair on Sunday, the 11th, where I'll be offering in-person mini readings for a very low cost. So the time and location can be found on through my website, but it starts at 11.30 a.m. and runs until um, 6 p.m. There will also be lots of other readers there besides me, so you'll definitely have your pick, and you will be able to participate in some meditations and workshops, too, if you'd like. Um, and also, I'm hosting another meetup on this Thursday um, that is... Well, another meetup in Portland, Oregon at the Awakenings Wellness Center at 7.30 to 9 p.m. Um, and it's really just a gathering, you know, just to have conversation and discussion around psychic development and your psychic abilities, um, in part because I am teaching classes also at the at the same location at the same time on Thursdays. Um, and I would really just like to meet those who are interested, you know, in hearing more information about the classes, but also just sharing about your experiences with um, with your psychic development. Um, so you can check out more information on what those classes are, get the descriptions and everything um, through my website. But at the meetups, you will also um, have a chance at winning a free 30 minute reading with me. Um, and I ask that if you are interested, then please do RSVP. But all, again, all that information is there on my website. So, all right, we can now dive into today's topic, which is all about spirit animals and totem animals. So I'm first going to talk with you about um, totem animals. So totem animals in Native American culture is an animal that acts as a guide, right? Everyone has one although we are not at liberty to choose to choose what animal that is, right? They choose us. That is the belief behind it. Um, they are present with us in our physical world, but also in the spiritual world. And these guides, these animal guides, um, they bring forward messages. So those messages, you know, you can find them in the characteristics of the personalities of the animals. So your personality or characteristics can be very similar to your totem animals. So, for example, my totem animal is the horse. And there's a, um, there's a gracefulness, a dexterity, a maturity, um, a wisdom, right? There's a wisdom about the horse. Um, and, and also a playfulness at times. And there's also, you know, horses are also empathic and extremely intuitive. Um, so these are some of the traits that I am to learn to embody and not just this lifetime. So that totem animal stays with you 
throughout many lifetimes. It's like assigned to your to your soul, really. And so it continues on throughout your many lifetimes, reminding you of what it is your soul, you know, um, wants you to embody. Um, so if you are curious to know what your totem animal is, some of the very easy things you can do is just really um, set the intention, you know, ask the question, what is my totem animal? And keep your eyes open to what pops up into your um, into your uh, line of line of sight, you know, like what pops on the TV when you turn it on, what billboards you pass that have an animal, what animals do you um, do you see, you know, around you, like even on your clothing or on the coffee cups that you use in the morning for coffee. Like we tend to gravitate towards the things. Um, that we need or that are a part of our lives in, in many different ways. So really just pay attention um, to what is around you. Also, you can set the intention before going to sleep and ask for a dream, you know, of this animal. Um, and so, but be patient with that one because it may not happen the first time you do it, right? So you may ask for that animal to reveal itself to you in a dream. Um, and you may ask that for, a few times, you know, but eventually the animal will will reveal itself. Um, I know that many animals have come to me in my in my dreams, so it's definitely definitely possible if you are open to it. Um, so spirit animals, though, or they also have another name, which is um, the power animals, and they are different. Native Americans believe that a person will have about eight or nine spirit animals um, connected to them throughout a life. But I feel like I've experienced many, many more, you know, and really they too just bring lots of messages and lessons for us to learn. But it's based upon where we are in our processes of transformation and growth, you know. And the thing about spirit animals, though, is that their meanings, their meanings change. And even totem animals, too, the meanings change depending upon uh, many things, you know, depending upon culture, definitely for one, and belief systems, right? And so it's very, it's easy, and it's a, it's definitely a good place to start, you know, by Googling the meaning of an animal to see what, what the meaning of it could be, you know. But there are so many different people and so many different interpretations. And just understand that whatever that book is that you're reading or that website is that you're relying on to give you the meaning of an animal. I mean, it was a person, right, who put that together. And that was what the meaning was for them. You know, that is what they were told through um, their insights or through tuning in, you know, what um, what that animal meant. meant. So it, it's a good place to start, but it definitely doesn't always encompass all of the meanings that the animal has specifically for you. So you want to get to a point or to a place where you can tune into the, to the energy of an animal and just um, uh, receive those messages and those meanings yourself, because I guarantee you they will be a bit different from what it is that you, that you read about them. You know, so for example, I have had as a spirit animal, both the alligator and the albino alligator, and they were both revealed to me through dreams. Now, that was a time where I dreamt a lot more often, where messages came to me um, mostly through 
through dreams, you know, when I was asleep. Um, and so as a totem animal, though, the alligator can definitely represent fierce protection, right? There is this sense of survival, of instinct, you know, of power really in the alligator. Um, and then I also read where it's a keeper of secrets too. Um, but going back to that idea of fierce protection, I mean, the alligator has very, um, str very strong hearing, very clear hearing, very acute hearing. So while their baby is still in its shell, you know, the alligator can hear it, um, which I thought was fascinating, you know. Um, but again, these, the way that it came to me, because the alligator is not my totem animal, it is a spirit animal. And it was really just um, sort of giving me a heads up. Um, of that period of time that I was entering into. And it was so, so interesting because there was the alligator, but then right alongside it was, um, was um, the albino alligator that appeared like almost immediately after I saw the alligator in this dream. And the alligator for me was representing a time where I was really going to be exploring and sort of weeding out and digging through lots of, um, lots of subconscious stuff, you know, lots of stuff that was, was blocking me up and had been blocking me up for a very long time. So when I had this dream, it was at least four years ago or so. So before I started giving any sort of readings or offering psychic services to the public at all, and I had to go through this period and it was almost like the dark night of the soul period, you know, where things were, um, were tumbling down and foundations that were weak were really, you know, just unstable and crumbling, right? Um, lots and lots and lots of shifts and changes were happening. And that alligator came in to, like, sort of give me a heads up, you know, like, hey, okay, this period of time is here for you. But right after that, you know, the albino alligator will be there with you, which really was an indication of just a clearing of the path you know, like a restarting. So alligators in general have um, a strong connection to to birth and reproduction too, but to birth and to also death. And so this was really like that death card, you know, just showing up for me, saying, okay, all of this stuff is going to die away, the road will be cleared, um, and then you will be able to proceed, you know, in a, in a much more um, lighter um, lighter way, I guess, on your path. Um, but the spirit animal that has been with me now for quite some time is the hummingbird. And that's the animal that appeared, you know, shortly after I began, or actually right before I began offering um, psychic readings to the public and really just coming into my gifts and no longer, you know, hiding them beneath different layers, <laughs> so many layers, you know, that I had, had put, um, I had, had put over them or in front of them. So the hummingbird for me, though, represents agility, um, grace, divine timing, and drinking from the nectar of life that has been mine to drink from forever. So I remember when I tuned into that energy, and I was actually in meditation, and I I remember I just kept seeing hummingbirds everywhere, you know, 
Um, and so it's like, okay, what, what does this mean for me? And I heard that, you know, drinking from the nectar of life that has been mine to drink from forever. And it was like, oh, wow, you know, su such a profound uh, moment for me. Um, but I absolutely love hummingbirds and the way, and they continue to appear, to appear, you know, to me. Um, whenever I'm feeling doubtful, you know, about my path or about um, how effective I'm being, you know, um, in relation to the world, in relation to my clients, um, I'll, I'll, you know, see a hummingbird. I'll run across the shirt. Somebody's shirt will have a hummingbird on it. Um, there'll be one on a, um, at a bird feed outside, you know, just wherever to sort of remind me like, hey, nope, you're still headed the right way. You're still headed the right way. Um, one of the things that I particularly love and am drawn to, and I think it's because I do a similar thing with animals that shamans perhaps do, perhaps do in terms of really um, wanting to get more familiar with the spirits of the animals and wanting to um, better understand for myself and also help others understand how they can draw upon the the different spirits of animals, you know, for the things that they need. Um, so the thing about shamans is that they believe that when a person is vulnerable or ill or disempowered, you know, it's because they don't have they don't have a spirit animal or a power animal assigned to them at that time. And so what they do, they do this thing called power animal retrieval, and they actually help people find um, find an animal, you know, find the animal that they need right then. Um, and really, I feel like it's not so much of finding the animal, but it's it's more so of clarifying what animal is with you. That's what I feel. Um, because I feel like an animal is always, you know, there's always a spirit animal. There's always a power animal um, with you somewhere. It's just a matter of whether or not you are sensitive enough to know it. But even if you don't know it, you don't have to know, like, okay, the bear is with me right now. No, it's really like, are you sensitive enough to the messages, you know, when they come through that are telling you that, okay, this is what you need to, to embody moving forward. You, you know, this is the trait that you need to, to have a part of you right now. Um, even if it's not, you know, even if we could say it in a different way, right? Because really I'm talking about the spirit. Um, so I feel like, and I say that because I feel like, there are certain certain things that we do, certain um, experiences that we, we are having where it just calls. It just calls for something more. It just calls for, you know, something different. And that's where, you know, that spirit animal um, really is key, you know, embodying those characteristics and bringing them out so that that experience can, can be what it is meant to be, you know, whatever it is. Um, so what I do want to do, though, is I want to just kind of play with it, play for a minute with you all with this um, with the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit deck. Now I use this deck often, um, and, but mostly for my Wise Owl Wednesday um, posts, and I mentioned them I think last week. But really, it's just me sort of shuffling until a card pops out, and I tune into the energy of that animal to see what the messages are. Um, for the week and you know I do this through through a written sort of post and so for for this magic Monday because we are talking about animal spirits or I'm sorry spirit animals and um, 
totem animals, I'm going to shuffle the deck and see what animal pops out. And just tune into that energy the best I can. Um, and so, again, I'm using the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit deck. It is a lovely deck. And so whatever, and I'm going to shuffle now. And so, you know, whatever card pops out, I'll be sure to describe it to you because I love how they are illustrated. Um, and just give me a second here. So there are so many cards in this deck, and I love them, love them. And I am hoping or waiting on, actually, waiting on, maybe, I guess. I'm sure that, that a deck <laughs> a deck like this already exists, but I, I'm hoping that a deck of different plants pops into my life soon because that is another, you know, living thing that I really enjoy tuning into oh yeah so i was talking about how i do this thing with cards um with animals sorry um and it's a little different i think than other readers who who advertise you know that they um, do animal communication i feel like sometimes you know and it's fine the way that they do it right they're mostly talking about a person's um beloved pet you know, so they'll tune into the energy of someone's cat or someone's dog and give them um, information about that cat or dog, you know, that that the, the pet owner is concerned about, you know, some aspect of animal that the pet owner is concerned about. And all of that is great. Um, and I'm glad that that is around and I definitely appreciate it. And I've actually had because I love I love my cat to death. And I was online one time where a person was um, offering the service for free. Like, yes, I'll tune into your tune into your pet and you know leave a question. And I I didn't even have a question. My pet is fantastic. There's nothing about her I'm really concerned about. But I was just like, does she know how much I love her? You know, that was my question. And it was, and the woman said, of course. You know, not that I needed that answer, or not that I needed to hear her say that to know it. Um, but it was it was just great. It was um, a fun experience. So, okay, I'm going to shuffle. It's hard for me to do two things at once. But going back to um, to what I do with animals, so I don't necessarily do that, right? I won't tune into your dog or your your living dog or your your living cat so much. But I'm really more interested in how the 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 quote unquote wilder animals. So those who are not um, as domesticated as the as the cat or the dog, because I feel like the cat and the dog, they're already serving us in so many ways. You know, they're serving humans um, every day. Right. They are our friends and our companions and they um, they keep us company. They keep us warm. You know, we really have strong ties to them already in a very direct way. But I am so interested really in those wilder um, untamed animals the spirits of those and the messages that they bring forward because we don't have that immediate, we often, most of us don't have that immediate sort of um, relationship, you know, with them. So I love this deck because it gives me so many choices for those types of animals. So, all right, hopefully we'll get one to pop out soon. 
And what I've done with this deck is I have also, because there are about, I think it's seven different um, spirit cards, the author calls them. And they are different things other than animals. So I've just placed them aside here because I really want to, oh, there we go. I The hyena, the hyena. <sighs> All right, so the hyena, and I can already hear it's that laugh, right, that um, very signature laugh of the hyena. But it is um, symbolized by the element of fire. So with this deck, there are also um, different elements associated to different groups of animals. Um, so the well, for example, is, is associated with the symbol of water, right? But the hyena is fire. And um, let me see. See here, I'm just going to take a few deep breaths and sort of tune in. So don't be alarmed if you hear a few moments of silence. Well, there's definitely a, a restlessness about the hyena for sure. There's almost a, savage, a, a savageness, if that's a word, about the hyena. There's like a lust. There's a thirst, you know. So these are words that are popping in as I'm connecting here with the energy. And I want to even say a trickster sort of um, energy associated with the hyena. Like an untrust, like I wouldn't trust, you know, a, an untrustworthiness. Um, but there's also... So even though that it's associated with the element of fire, I want to I want to say because it's given me this split like um, like shadowy, and even the card itself is just all black and white, and it's this sort of shadow happening um, with the with the direction of which the light is hitting the moon. You know, so even though it's a it's associated with the fire sign, I want to say that there's there's something that feels watery, so um, like the heaviness of emotions. That's what I'm feeling um, that's connected with this hyena. So let me see if I can get something clearer in terms of the, the messages. Hmm. So, okay, I'm, I'm being taken in, and I'm just going to describe what I see. I'm in in this cave here with the hyena, and there's a red light that's glowing behind it. And it's actually the same cave, and it's so funny because yesterday, or actually last night, I pulled from this deck the moth, right? And I was able to 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 experience the moth in a way that I that I really didn't think about it, you know, um, before. Um, and so the moth was in the same cage or a cave, excuse me, as the hyena is in now, and it showed me last night when I tuned into it, showed me the crack in the cave wall where it was able to fly between the walls into this into the cave next to it. And it was telling me the, the bigger message behind it was, um, you know, all things are connected, all things are connected. And so from that cave, it then uh, flew between a crack in that wall into the next cave over and then into the next cave, into the next cave. And then finally I was pulled out of it 
you know, and shown an aerial view of all of these different caves sort of connecting um, by these small cracks in the walls. And at the center, though, it was almost like it created this atrium feel, you know. And so the circular pattern was created. And in the center of that circle was open space. And I said, okay, so what is this space here? Um, and then I immediately saw this glowing green um, um, heart. So that's always a symbol for me, the heart chakra. Um, so it was really, really nice saying almost like, you know, the way that we do um, we do all things the way that we do one thing. We're doing all things right. There's there's not we always think of this um, that we are compartmentalizing, you know, people think that they are good at compartmentalizing, sort of shutting down one aspect of their life to focus on the other. But no, um, no, it's like the way you do one thing, you're doing them all. So if that one part feels shut down, you shut down aspects of yourself, you shut down aspects of, you know, parts of um, the other parts of your life as well. So again, all things are connected was the message there. Now the hyena, though, I'm in the cave with the hyena here. And it's the same cave, but it just runs out. There's like almost, um, there's a disregard, there's no respect, really, to, to this sort of lovely, um, um, all of these strung together caves the way that the moth has shown me last night and the hyena just darts out into the middle um, without without care without you know regard for for the structure or for what's what's there or for what needs to be protected or what needs to what's sacred you know and it darts out right into the space where where that heart was glowing last night um, and there then again I'm hearing savage you know like a savagery about it. Um, and so what I feel that this message is, let me see. So there's really like this idea of not only boundaries, but, but straight up, you know, protection needed. So not just boundaries between people or um, with you know, the ways that we do things in relation to to others or in co-creation, but really just um, like the sense of protection that needs to happen. That's what the hyena is encouraging, is encouraging us. So encouraging us to do and to find. So you can definitely, you know, just apply that message to, to whatever it resonates for with you, you know, in whatever area of your life. Um, but almost like, almost like a safety needs to happen. Almost like a safety needs to happen, a protection. But then again, remember that because it's like that shadowy, right? Remember I said like this card is shadowy and the light is touching on one side of the moon and it's shadowed on the other. So it's almost, it's making me feel like illusion too. So there, there are certain oh, traps. There are certain traps that we have set for ourselves in certain areas, um, self-sabotaging. So it can go both ways, right? Needing protection and safety, um, needing to define clear, firm, strong, unyielding boundaries in some areas, whereas 
you know, we have defined those clear, firm, strong boundaries and areas, and we didn't necessarily need to, like it was all an illusion, you know, so we can take down those, take down those, um, those, uh, uh, um, those boundaries that we put up for no reason, really, you know, other than fear and other than uncertainty and, um, the red flags, right? So I'm seeing like that, that red that's behind the hyena. It's almost like these red flags that we've put out there that's saying, Oh, warning, warning, don't go that way because, you know, um, this, this person, I shouldn't be able to trust them because X, Y, and Z, you know, like it's coming from a head space. These are just these, uh, these certain, these types of red flags that we've put up that really, that are really just not there. They're really just not things to be concerned about. So it's all, so you apply it, how I said, just apply it to whatever um, whatever area of life you feel like this this applies to. But it's it's that flip, it's that back and forth between that that dark and that light, that sort of shadow play um, based upon fear. So I hope that that made <laughs> that, that made uh, sense for you all. And since we have a few more minutes, I just want to to pull another one. And see what comes up for that. So give me one second here. Sometimes hard, um, hard to describe the images that I receive. You know, they're so vivid, and I feel like I have to slow them down in order to put words to them. But I guess that you know, that's just the work that I have to do because they come out, they come fast. The knowing is always there before the words, before the words are. You know, before I can find the words for them. All right, so I may just have to pick one up really fast. Oh, there we go. The fish. Okay. So actually two fell out, and I'll see if I can get to both. But that's the thing, too, about these tools, right? And so I'm working with a deck here, and it is just a tool for, um, for you know, um, developing your intuition, deepening your intuition, um, because you're, I'm using it in a similar way as I would a tarot deck or an oracle deck, right? So you shuffle the cards, you allow one to pop out, or you pick one, and you sort of apply your intuition, right, to um, to, to to just unleash, I guess, unleash the the messages that come out. But I really want to focus on the fish. So there was a fish and there was a scorpion. Um, scorpion again is fire. So I feel like I'll just do the fish here and see what the fish has um, to say. So just give me a few seconds here to tune in. But while I'm doing this, I will say, of course, the fish is associated with the um, symbol for water. Um, it lives in the ocean, you know, and on this card, it's mostly black and white, but there's also a tiny red, it's a crescent red moon um, by its side. So a lovely, lovely image. Let me see. 
So I'm already in the water with the fish, and it's just a very cool, sort of refreshing water. Um, it doesn't feel like an ocean. It feels like um, like a lake. I will say a lake. It's pretty clear, and the fish is swimming along here, and so I'm just going to follow it through and see where it's headed. It actually looks like it's met up with <laughs> um, met up with a, another massive, and I want to say um, it's a massive fish. So something like a um, like a whale, because it's so huge. This whale, um, and so the fish there though has swam and swam and met up with this this whale and sort of turned to the left here and is now swimming alongside it. So let me just see what the messages are. So I'm hearing the word comparison come out. Okay. But it's almost like an idea of, it's almost just like an idea of being absolutely okay and embracing there's a distinct comparison between this this one fish, the size of this fish um, that I am tuned into, and the size of the whale that it is swimming next to. It's a huge difference. But still, this fish is like, yep, I can keep up with you, you know. Um, really not so much in, in terms of competition, but just, you know, being being good with who it is. Um, so, so not feeling because of the size of this whale, like it can't hang, you know, like it can't do what it needs to do here. And so I feel like in a very general way, that is, that is a message that's coming through. Like just sort of, you know, be okay with who you are, um, regardless of what you see around you and regardless of where you are in your path and, and how you are perhaps, um, and the talents and all those things and really how can you compare two souls like when we're so unique we're so uniquely designed we're so uniquely ourselves right um, really it does no good um, does no good to compare um, unless it unless it is for the benefit of inspiration oh yeah I like what they're doing that makes me feel like I can do the thing I need to do great but if it's not making feel good, then stop looking. Stop doing that, that game there, that comparison. Stop listening to what is anything else. Oh, so beautiful. Okay, so as it's put alongside the well, it then reaches, both of them reach a point, and the well trails off to the right side, and this fish. There's, there's almost like a V, like a, um, like a triangle that opens up. And what you see, what I see, is it's swimming into a school of fish that's just like itself. So, so um, you know, just, and there's so many of them, too, like hundreds of fish that are, that are just like this fish. Um, so what happened was I feel like the message around there is, okay, the comparison game for sure, but also be 
um, be confident. You know, if you are one who is out there feeling, you know, like you're kind of on, on your own island here, living on your own island. The images that I was given is really, it relates to many different places in life. So it's almost like with this fish, it was telling me the story, right? So it showed me um, how it met up with the whale and swam alongside the whale and was eventually taken to its place um, among many other fish that looked just like it. But it didn't care though until it, it seemed to feel very confident with who it's with who it, it was, right? Um, not comparing itself, not allowing the well size to make it feel um, that it was less than or that it wasn't capable, right? Because then it was, once it, once it realized or once it felt that, um, that confidence, you know, it was then taken to where it wanted to be. And I was just saying how that applies to different aspects of our life. You know, it's really, for example, with the money with the money mentality, right? The lack mentality around money that we often um, um, create for ourselves or encounter in other people, you know, and I have definitely been guilty of this. It was like the idea of if I have more money, then I'll manage it better. Whereas if I manage it better and when I do manage it better, then more comes, you know, it's almost, it feels almost counterintuitive, but that's the thing though. And that's the message that this fish is bringing. Um, really, you know, just, just think about the ways in which the universe, like we can leverage the energy of the universe through things that we, that we do in all aspects of our lives. So, okay, that is it for the messages here with our, lovely wild and with my lovely wild and known animal spirit deck and i hope you have enjoyed this magic monday all about spirit animals and totem animals and if there are any topics that you'd like for me to discuss please leave it in the comments and since i did um all my announcements at the beginning i guess i have you know no more announcements for you guys at this time but i definitely look forward to connecting with you next week so be well. Thank you so much for being here and be sure to tune in every Monday at 5 p.m. on Station 2 to learn more about my upcoming events and classes and to experience a reading for yourself. Visit my website at readings.missjdu.com dot ca and i'll talk with you soon